Incoming transmission from the project. Can you hear me? Okay, so what are we doing now? It's going to be hard to top B5. There isn't going to be a show that features anywhere near enough dicks, and certainly not the number of criminal... Uh, y'all, why did a payphone just appear in my room? No idea, but you should definitely answer it. Okay, but if it's another call about my car's warranty... Black. Kilo. Tango. Penguin. Alpha. Kilo. Zoo. Delta. Golf. Spam call? It turns out our number's up. Ladies, gentlefolk, non-binary pals, and possibly sentient machines arising to control us. This is the Babylon Project, but maybe not anymore. Um, (laughs) This teaser is going to be serving to tell you what we are going to be doing once you're done with season five. And, you know, you might not be enjoying our season five content. We're pretty rough on it. Uh, we're not entirely enjoying our season five content. So. <laughs> it's, why we're, it's why we're starting to record this in the middle of season five. We needed to we needed to re-inject some joy into our lives. I, for one, am enjoying their suffering. Yeah, <laughs> that is a, the voice of Zathras. It's an uncomfortable uh, reversal of fortunes that I'm not okay with. Uh, yeah, season five is is has been a suck. So we're 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 getting the jump on what's next and. Uh, there are probably some of you out there who who understood the references in that teaser. Uh, for the rest of you, what are we doing, Justin? We are going to be uh, we are going to be doing the 2011 through 2016 science fiction series Person of Interest. Yes, oh, I love the show. Just to be clear, there are some of you who probably have only watched like commercials for Person of Interest. And thought, wait, that's a science fiction show? Yeah. <laughs> My favorite because thing it, about this show is it is a it is completely undercover. If even if you watch any one episode of this show or you watch any ad for this show, you will think the the odd, long odds are that you're going to think that this is some weird procedural. But then you sit down and watch it and you're like, oh no, no, there's some shit happening here. There is some shit happening here. And we can't go into the real shit because um, who's our new newbie? I, I'm taking a turn this time. I'm crying. I'm crying because there are actual points in the series where Anna posts stuff that happens in the in the first season in chat. And I just get to post. <laughs> yeah. We have a reply. We have the tables like, have turned. I'm not. I'm not comfortable with this. It's in, so fun. in our notes for the first the first episode we're recording. There's a headphones moment for. Anna. I'm going to. I'm going to take a victory lap. I'm going to take a victory lap when we get to it. <laughs> I've spent. We, we've spent so long tormenting Justin, and now I'm the one who gets tormented, and this feels unfair. So real quick, I, I think we should like talk about why we're doing this because um, I don't think unless you like. We're one of we're somebody who is in our inner circle who knows us. I think this might come out of left field. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't a show I had started watching until it was off the air. I same here, actually. I think Jude yelled at me to watch it. Yeah, I, yeah. I started in 2016. I started in 2016 after the finale uh, when I was unemployed. And somehow, somehow, despite it being both a procedural and sci-fi, which are both my shit, I 
never even heard of it until the two of you were like, Anna, watch it. Yeah, it is a show that it starts out, like I said, it's very much a stealth show in that it starts out feeling like a procedural and it grows increasingly confident in the broader themes and stories that it wants to tell. Once it gets its momentum going, the, the, the stories that it's telling, the bigger stories that it's telling are very, very good. They're both incredibly relevant to like what's going on in the modern day. And they're also really just like fucking interesting, exciting science fiction stories about artificial intelligence and surveillance and technology. The the top three like themes of the show are about the evolution of artificial intelligence and its role in surveillance, trauma, yeah, and um, the forever war on terror. Yeah, the thing the thing I'd also say is that it's uh, it feels to me as somebody who really enjoyed Tom Clancy in my youth, uh, like a very firmly post Clancy techno thriller. Agreed. Um, it, it's. If I had to like sum it into a genre, I would call it a techno thriller. Yeah, which is I don't know. That's that's not a word that we get tossed around a lot in <laughs> like modern day because that genre, I think that genre has sort of died off. Well, because everything's a techno something these days. Yeah. Like putting yeah. techno in front of something is sort of is unnecessary. Like yeah, because there there isn't as much of a delineation anymore between science fiction and like action movie that just happens to have some funky technology in it. Yeah, yeah. well. And um, yeah, I've I've watched a little bit ahead. I'm about halfway through season one at this point. Um, I'm not going to watch too far ahead. Don't worry. But you know, I've been enjoying it, and thus have been continuing to watch it. Uh, and it feels very relevant to. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a show that came out in 2011. I, I I'm going to talk about this, but it, it's uh, the show is now the show the show's debut is now closer to 9/11 than it was to the present day. Um, which is horrifying. Excuse me while I crumble into dust. <laughs> it very much lives in the shadow of 9-11. The more that we have, like, uh, you know, cloud computing and neural nets and all this stuff of, like, you know. And, and like, how, you know, Facebook will advertise you your you know, your your uh, family member's brand toothpaste based off of, like, using your store card and your location data and stuff like that. Or just like, talking about it. Yeah. Yes. The way that this show predicts some of the ways in which artificial intelligence can act as, like, whoa, won't that be spooky? And then you're, like, a few years later, you're, you know you happen to walk past your echo and say the word underwear and your Facebook ads are all now for Hanes and tidy whities is terrifying. <laughs> Cause well, I mean, that's, that's also the, the, the absurd thing about it is that uh, the surveillance state it exists, except it's mostly there to, you know, sell you shit. Uh, yeah. And <laughs> the, the whole thing of how, how much data, like how much information is there in metadata is something that this show really like emphasizes and that's that's really how a lot of those like advertising neural net spooky stuff now works is it's 
capitalizing on just little bits of metadata and linking it all up together. And, you know, suddenly you're being advertised your dad's brand of toothpaste. Yeah. It's also noteworthy that this show is also it uh, tracks into two other very specific uh, genres of it is a spy thriller. Yep. Several, several of the uh, characters we will encounter who become our heroes throughout the show have links to the intelligence community. And it is also a crime drama. Yep. It's it, it I mean, it's about murders. It's a reverse procedural. And it takes uh it takes some very fun dips into mob drama. Which yes. is Yeah, uh, <laughs> lots. It's so fun. Um we should also talk about the creator of the show. Yeah, uh, I was gonna say we might need to have a like a brief headphones moment in the teaser for Anna because God damn it the the creator of the show is Jonathan Nolan. Yeah, it's Jonathan Nolan who um, it's the good Nolan, not uh, I. I love Christopher Nolan. I will. I'll, I'll go to Christopher Nolan's a pretentious makes- is a pretentious art house doink. <laughs> no, they should have stopped after momentum. Look, okay, look. Let me put it this way: this is a guy that made pretentious Batman movies. And then use that use that to go on and make m- pretentious sci-fi movies that don't say anything and just are big vom no movies. I, I don't movies. You with- know what I have to say? <laughs> Interstellar, Interstellar, and Tenet slap. Oh fuck! Yeah, no, Interstellar is great. I, t- I, I have to too. give you Interstellar. Interstellar is really, really good. I love that movie. Anyway, I'm just I. I'm anyway. just glad it doesn't seem to suffer from Nolan or from uh, Abrams' disease. Yeah, no, Abrams no, is just not. executive producer. He has no input on the show, which is yeah, funny. yeah. Uh, uh, but Jonathan Nolan's fingerprints are all over this, and we won't make it a headphones moment. All I will say is, if you it's have a prequel watched, to Westworld, <laughs> it's a prequel to Westworld. That's it. If you have, <laughs> if you have watched his other big show, which is Westworld, if you wa- you watch Person of Interest, then watch Westworld, and you'll be like. Oh, ah. <laughs> actually, are we gonna have to do that? We mu- we might have to watch. We we might have to. Well, let's when we get to the end of Person of Interest, we'll talk about why. Let's put it like that. Who knows? Maybe there'll be a fourth season of Westworld by then. <laughs> I'm not n- not expecting anything. All right, just to give you all a little bit of reference for how the show's gonna go. Uh, it's going to be a lot like uh, Bad Pod. Um, we're going to try to cover like two episodes uh, per release. Whereas I would call Babylon 5 a more dramatic format where it's often about characters talking to each other uh, and, try- and, tr- and having connections and it's more personal. The main bulk of an episode of Person of Interest is much more procedural and action-oriented. So yeah. we're probably going to skate through those summaries a little bit more and get a little bit more le- uh, easy-breezy with them. You mean we're not going to recap every single kneecapping? Um, no. I, I love that you finally get that joke. I like yeah. that. I'm so glad that you now have watched enough episodes of this show to get that joke. You can get was- that after six episodes. I don't even think you need six. Should we be keeping track of track of garbage trucking too? <laughs> or the number love, of times that John stands in the middle of a street with a grenade launcher? Yeah, I love that <laughs> John has these very specific like he has this he, he has only a, plays he has a hits. playbook. He has this playbook of like escalating levels of absurd violence to deploy in an urban environment. And it's like level one shooting everyone in the kneecap. Cause that's like, 
They're, they'll be fine. It's a kneecap. Every, who, who, you can survive that. And then the next step is, the next step is, yeah, hit them with a garbage truck. And then after that, it's the, uh, I stand in the middle of the road and <laughs> rocket you with a grenade launcher. And God bless him. He's just like, he's, I could just sort of see him standing there and mentally he's just got three cards and he's like, uh... <laughs> well, the, you're, you're forgetting you're forgetting a major one though that I've already noticed, which is when he is he has been captured by somebody and is like you know being you know he's like restrained and held down and he's like still threatening them and then he makes good on the threats. Yes, that's that's another thing. Well, that's more of a character thing, which yeah. is that John doesn't bluff because I don't think he can. Like, I don't think he has the imagination necessary to think up a bluff. Like, but he'll be, he'll be like at, five seconds away from somebody killing him and he'll be like, you know, well, it's an awful shame that you have to die today. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You can tell listeners that we are, we're already enjoying ourselves with this. Um, I don't know what our release schedule is going to look like. So you're going to see episode one when, when you see it. But as also. If you are a friend of ours and you would like to come onto our show to talk about artificial intelligence, surveillance, you know, uh, crime. crime or trauma, you know, just or any of the extremely wild array of guest stars. Yeah. Or if you want to talk about your favorite chips for the show, especially once we get to you know who and you know who in season two. <laughs> God damn it, Justin. <laughs> Or the best boy on television. Oh, yep. the best boy! The best boy is also not a himbo. <laughs> yeah, no, he's smarter than at least two characters on the show. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I love, I just want to say that I love the acceleration on this show. It goes from like, season one is like procedural, there's some stuff developing, and then you hit season two and it's just like, boom! Afterburners! Let's wrap up this teaser. Yeah, this <laughs> teaser. Um, so, shit, I need a new sign-off. Oh, what's what does Finch say at the end of the, te- uh, the um? Oh, whether your numbers, uh, if your numbers up, whether perpetrator or victim, we'll find you. Yeah. So until next time, you are being watched. <laughs>